Welcome back to The Benefit is Love. I'm Scott Tharler, an author, freelance writer, podcaster, and certified up-level coach. And I'm Kenya K. Stevens, a relationship expert, love coach, best-selling author, wife, and proud mother of three. My husband of 27 years, Carl, and I co-founded the Progressive Love Academy way back in 2005. Since then, we've co-authored two popular books and taught thousands of clients how to express themselves openly and authentically, where the purpose is growth and the benefit is love. If you'd like to gain a deeper understanding of yourself that translates into better relationships with others, you're in the right place. All right, Kenya, so let's talk about the big ones, animal, ego, and higher self. How do you usually start that conversation with somebody who hasn't heard of this concept before? Oh my God, everybody already feels like they know what the ego is. You egotistical, you're bad. Ego has a bad reputation in the community. So when I mentioned that in order to really change your communication style and change the way you use English, stop using the language of war, you have to be able to identify when your ego is speaking as well when your animal is speaking. And so a lot of people don't at first understand what I mean. So I tell them your animal is clearly your emotions. Every emotion you feel, and it can be ecstasy. Sometimes when we even say the word emotion, people think anger. Anger is not the only emotion. There's ecstasy, joy, love, jealousy, depression. So these are all emotions. The animal is your wide spectrum of emotions. No words, just the feeling of the emotion, right? And then that ego, Scott, is the part of you that processes those emotions from the animal and gives them definition. Well, you're probably feeling depressed because your husband left you or you're feeling ecstasy because he's so fine. Look at him. Woo. Or your ego is just defining why you might be feeling the way you feel. That's the job of the ego and defining the realities around you. And then when you talk about the higher self, I think people say, what? But the higher self is a part of you that is at peace. It is at rest. It has no likes or dislikes. It's non-judgmental. It's that beautiful, loving, open part of you that knows that everybody's doing their very best. Everyone on the entire planet is doing their best. I really like the framework in the simplest sense. I break them down like this. Animal is feeling. Ego is thinking and higher self is knowing your animal. Just, I think of an actual animal animals want food, rest, comfort, sex. So you need to take care of your animal with the ego. Yeah. We do kind of have this weird thing in society about ego is bad, but we're not talking about ego in that sense. We're talking about ego a little bit more in the psychological sense, like your sense of self. This is one that's super active for me. It's always analyzing, always thinking, always judging, critical. And so I'm very good at thinking and working out things and being logical and also at being critical. That's an interesting one. And then the higher self, it's not necessarily better, but it is a place that I want to live. It's a place where I want to acknowledge. It's the one that says, like, when you get cut off in traffic, my animal's like, you jerk, why did you do that? And my higher self says, listen. At some point in my life, I have cut off someone else. Maybe they just forgot what they were doing. It's all going to work out. 
Yes. So good. Yeah. And then my ego judges that I'm an excellent person for thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ego thinks everything it thinks is true. And that's okay too. As long as we're able to define it and identify it. Think of your identity, you know, who you think you are. They say that about African-Americans in this country. If we don't know who we are, where are we from? Which country in Africa am I from? I can't really actually know that even with a DNA test. And so they say that's a problem with your identity. In like manner, there's a problem with the identity if we can't identify the part of us that is the inner voice that is speaking at this time or the external voice that is speaking. That's a quintessential problem with identity. Yeah, I mean, in the cartoons, there's like an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. If we didn't have those and you just heard one voice, that would be confusing. Like if you didn't know who the angel and the devil was, and it does seem cartoony, but if you don't know who's talking, there are things that you would say to your child that if you said it to your partner would be very inappropriate. And so it always matters. You always have to think about your audience and you always have to think about who is speaking to that. My husband and I, when we were writing Up Level, and the reason we wrote Up Level is because we had mayhem in our damn house. We had mayhem, Scott. Mayhem, especially trying to be poly. Oh, terrible. And I really boiled it down to say, what's really the problem here? Is it what we're saying to each other? Is it that we've raised our voice? Is it that we're using curse words? I didn't know what it was until I realized we're not identifying that this part of me speaking my anger to you is just my animal. All of the parts of me don't feel that way about you, baby. It's like we realize that you have to identify that or you have an argument on your hands. Because our house was full of arguments, God. I couldn't believe it. And this, our children were there. I felt like we're not teaching them the right thing if we didn't have communication that works, really. Yeah, and I think about this dynamic. Let's say that you're hanging out with two of your friends in a restaurant and then a group of three people come up and one of them mouths off to you. Then what are you going to think? You're not going to think, oh, that particular person is just offensive. You're going to think there are three people who are in my face right now. And I think we do that a lot with people. People come up with their different parts and we just assume, oh, this entire person is about this when if you think about who's talking, you can really dissect it and say, no, it's just this one little part. There's this Ooh. one little part. And if we address it, then it's not an issue. That is so good. Because if a mob of people walked up to me and one of them start mouthing off, absolutely, I've judged the whole mob. I say, oh, all of them are racist or all of them are sexist or all of them are misogynist. That's just how we do things. And so it is urgent. If that guy don't talk, he should say, I'm not speaking for my friends. And that's called a disclaimer. <laughs> Television networks do that. They say who's speaking. They say, this is not the view of the ABC. This is the view of this person. <laughs> for some folks in the audience, they might be familiar with Sigmund Freud and the id and ego and super ego. And so when I first heard about animal and ego and higher self, I thought, oh, there are three things over there, three things. Maybe this is the same thing, but they're not really the same thing. Like the id is kind of similar to the animal and the ego is similar, but I think for the super ego, it's more your developed sense of conscience. And it's the little Jiminy Cricket that's in your head that says you should do this or you shouldn't do that. And that's where it's not the same thing. I think that the super ego and the higher self 
are very different. Do you find that people make that confusion? Yes, Jiminy Cricket. I'm just laughing at that. I think that Freud and Freudian psychology in general doesn't believe in the divine, doesn't believe in energy or energetics or a God or a creator figure. And it doesn't matter if you believe that or not. But when we say the higher self, we're talking about the God particle, like the part of you that is literally one with everything, all knowing, all wise, the omnipresent, omnipotent. So these are spiritual concepts. And that's the difference between our higher self and up level and maybe Sigmund Freud's super ego. Yeah, I think another, this is going to show the diversity that we can speak to, is we can go from Freud to the X-Men. The other thing I think is a really good example of how these concepts play out is take Wolverine. He is clearly an animal, and he clearly has an ego that thinks critically and judges, but he's also a hero. He has that higher self where if somebody's really in trouble, he judges that this person needs to die. And this person needs to get saved. And so he should be the spokesperson for up-level. He's like animal, ego, and higher self all in one and very intensely in each category. I love that. And I love Wolverine. And let's go even further to just say that when you think of our entire school system, government, industrial complex, of how we organize humans in the United States, I think we need Wolverine to come save us right now because there's so much confusion about who we are, what we are, why we are here. I believe that ego animal higher self begins to unravel that confusion because higher self is really a principle. It's saying you're here to grow. You're here to have these challenges and experiences that will grow you spiritually, that will provide a test to grow your character. You know, so it's more than just an identity, it's a directive. It's like an explanation for life. So the higher self includes that. Yeah, and I think when I'm thinking of higher self, I think of terms like love, understanding, compassion. For me, there is a divine aspect of it, not in a religious way, but just in a, I guess we could say, what would Jesus do? Like, it's one of those, okay, I feel accepting. I feel love. And when you can do that in situations where the animal is feeling strong or the ego is thinking strong, then that's where it gets really interesting. Yes. And fun. (laughs) This is one of the first systems that actually have people name which part is speaking literally as a part of speech. So I feel like that's been fun for a lot of my clients to be able to have a new way to address their partner, a new way to open a conversation that will feel different and therefore be different than the arguments they used to have. And so one of my clients, Lauren, we're going to interview her today. I'm so excited for her to share her experience and how her household completely changed just by identifying who is speaking. It makes a big difference because before we do that, it's sort of chaos. Yes. Okay. Well, with that in mind, my animal is really excited because when we come back from this short break, we're going to be joined by Lauren, one of Kenya's real life clients. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. 
I hope so, because you're actually our first official guest. So I'm especially excited. I should have a trophy or a tiara. Or both. <laughs> or both. A trophy with a tiara on it. There you go. So I wanted to get into the concepts of ego, animal, and higher self. What do you remember about when you first heard about them? Well, I think the way that I first really heard about them was from Kenya's book on Uplevel. I had discovered her on Instagram because I follow various like polyamory and ethical non-monogamy hashtags. And so she had come up in one of those and I was like, ooh, who is this person? I remember watching one of the first videos and just laughing. I was like, oh my God, I love this human. She's amazing. I was like, I have to follow her. So I started following and watching. And for me, I tend to stalk people on social media for a while before I take any action. So I was stalking her on social media for a little while. And then I heard about the book and I was like, all right, well, I like what she's saying in these videos and I like what she's saying in these posts. I'm going to go ahead and get this book. And so the book was the first place that I heard anything about it. I read it pretty quickly and was like taking notes all the way through. And it just, the concepts of animal ego and higher self made so much sense. And I had heard sometimes similar phrases or slightly different ones that were trying to convey that same idea but didn't in a way that resonated. Like the way that Uplevel spoke, it really resonated. I was just like, yes, it's like, this is incredible. And it's, this is how this feels. So that was the very first time in the book and it felt fairly revolutionary to me. And what was it that sort of spoke to you about these? (laughs) Honestly, the first thing was venting. For me, I'm an external processor. So yeah, when she talked about venting and going, this is what you're doing. Your ego is speaking for your animal. These just emotions that are bubbling up and then your ego is giving this words. And even the word ego, it makes so much sense because it's, yeah, it's a part that inflates us. It's a part of us that's telling our stories, whether it's a positive story or a negative story or even a narrative story, it doesn't matter. It's a part that's telling our stories. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense. I'm like you. I'm an external processor. There are times where I'll call up a friend and say, I'm not sure what I should do about this because, and then as I tell the story, I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what I should do about this. So is there a particular time that you think that these concepts landed? Because I heard her talking about these things first in a call. And again, I just saw this animated person talking about this stuff. And I went, oh, this really makes sense. So for me, the book came second. So Did you get it in the book or do you feel like you got it more after? I feel like the book really introduced it. I I didn't know how to do it practically. And I know some people, they read and they're like, yes, I get this. And for me, I needed somebody to teach me and take me through. Yeah. The concepts themselves, once they're stated, they almost seem self-evident. But then once you know what it is, there's a lot to dig into. There's a lot to unbury. So Kenya, you've had like hundreds and hundreds of clients. What are the big sticking points for when people get it? Like when it really clicks for people? That's funny because Lauren and I were just talking about that this morning. Is this person going to get it? Do they get it? It takes a while. You have to think about if I've been on the earth for 35 years, 40 years, 50 years, processing language in a certain way and believing that when I speak is me. It's just me. Who is me? Nobody's ever questioned who is me before, you know, so it's going to take time and practice. Typically, I see with my clients, I don't work with clients for less than three months because I think it takes at least three months to actually 
have the aha moment that this is a real thing that's happening. I do have an animal. I do have an ego and I do have a higher self. I had a client tell me the other day, I don't have a higher self. <laughs> I said, you don't have a higher self. How do you know? He said, because I'm always jealous. I'm always angry. I'm always upset. I'm always depressed. And I'm like, do you feel like maybe you've just exalted the ego to the throne and maybe your higher self is somewhere coddled in the corner, crouched over and shivering because you don't give it any attention? And he said, no, I don't have it. So it takes time for people to wake up to these parts of themselves for the first time, some of them. Did he think that he had like a lower self or was he just sort of missing a part? No, he thought he clearly had an animal. Yeah. He clearly had an ego and he clearly did not have a higher self. No possession of such. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's funny because also people are always talking about shadow work, right? All the shadow work that you do, but people aren't talking about higher self work. This is great because you're like automatically we're getting into some of the shadow stuff because that is the ego and the animal, but then the higher self is what results from that work. Yeah. I think that for me, the higher self was tricky. I had read a book, done some parts work. And so the idea of parts made sense, but the higher self part, I'm not crazy about that term because it's not better than the other two. You need all three parts. You have all three parts and you need all three parts. Nirvana doesn't mean you get rid of animal and ego, and then you're just all higher self. You need all of these. So what are some other terms that you would say, I really, either of you, what are some other ways that you think of it other than higher self? Well, I think it's really easy to, I would love to hear you all's thoughts on that. But when I think of higher self, I'm thinking of the top part of me. So when I think of animal, I think of my root, my basis. I just think of root energy. So that's down there. Then when I think of the ego, I think more of like my center part, how I'm processing through my heart, what I'm feeling about my feelings. Then when I think of my higher self, I think of my connection to source, which is up here in the third eye, you understand the crown. And so I think I was talking spatially, but what are some other terms that we call the higher self? In this culture, we call it God, goddess. I think you could have one that's shadow self, then, you know, the other could be the light self. Well, another term for higher self is your conscience. What are some other terms? I don't know. Your clarity. clarity. Yeah, clarity. Usually love comes into it. It's like a being that is just loving and doesn't judge. Yes. So what fits that? Synthesis. We could use scientific terms. When I first heard about this, I was wanting to put it onto, because this is what we do when we learn something new. We want to put it onto something else, you know, like this band, what, what are they? Well, they sound like this and this. I wanted to put something Jungian, like about the unconscious collective or something, but it's not necessarily a collective thing. It's you. And so I guess you could get esoteric really quickly. You are everything. So Technically, it is the collective, but it seems confusing. There needs to be some sort of a simple way of thinking of it. Sure. Well, for now, the higher self is what we consider that to be an up level. And I feel like it's catchy. Everything that I've ever written is Dr. Sue Simple. So I want people to feel like it's not religious, it's not scientific, it's poetry, it's Dr. Seuss. So I think that term has to stick for now. I've explained the higher self to people like when telling my friends about this and told them, have you ever had that moment when, you know, you've been really upset and you've shared all of that with somebody and then maybe it's the next day or even a week from now when all of a sudden you say, oh, wow, 
I suddenly have a different perspective on this. I'm feeling differently about this. I'm having different thoughts about how things happened. So that's the higher self. And they're like, yes. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Awakening, enlightenment. <laughs> so Lauren, were there some other ways that these dynamics have sort of played out in relationships in terms of animal ego and higher self? How are you using this on a daily basis? I do use this on a daily basis. Lauren, your husband said something so funny the other day. He said, oh, I knew it was my ego speaking, but I didn't want to admit that it was my ego speaking at the time. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, um, Scott, sometimes her husband wants to vent. He wants to let his animal out. And men haven't had a space to do that in our culture. So he's just getting used to being able to do that. And he doesn't do it often, Lauren. Yeah, but when he does, yeah, I have to walk with the animal as it were. It's okay, it's happening. It's like, roll your sleeves up and hold on. It's tricky as a man too, because in relationships, there's a certain amount of vulnerability, but even man to man, we're especially not taught to be vulnerable and to say, this is my ego speaker. I think men instinctively it's animal to animal. It's like your animal's here. My animal's here. I don't feel comfortable. You're not comfortable. Like I sit in a men's circle and it's something we actually do before we just start talking. We also set a container because our animals need to feel comfortable with each other. If you have a lion over here and a tiger over here and a bear over here, like you need to make sure they're all cool with being in the room together. <laughs> so I'm curious, you'd said that as an external processor, I tend to say things out loud. Do you tend to language this either for people who are in the know about up level or not? Do you tend to say out loud, oh, I have something that's just about my ego. Even if you're not setting a formal container, is that part of your dialect now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I tell people all the time, oh, man, my ego is telling me some things right now. And I'll say something, ah, that felt so good. I was like, my ego really liked hearing that. It's like, that was great. And there are times I'm talking to friends and I was like, yeah, my animal just needed to get out there and scream and cry and make a fuss. And I just had to get that out. So I use it. I use it all the time. It takes practice. It's not something that most people do, but then once you do it, then it's like a meta soothing, like just doing this is soothing because you're calling it out and saying, this is who's speaking. And it takes off this sort of shroud of mystery of like, you know, this is just coming from nowhere. And if all of a sudden you started hearing voices saying the things that your animal and ego and higher self want to say, you'd go, okay, I think I need to take a little break and maybe take a nap. But once you call it out, then it's like, oh, these are just parts in my room and they're all welcome to hang out. Hopefully they're all in the light. I do it with other people too. It's like, they'll tell me a story or tell me about some fight that they just had. And they're like, oh, I got this person to say whatever. And I'm like, oh man, your ego must've loved that. That must've felt great. And they're just like, oh yeah. And sometimes that's led to explaining what I mean by ego. But I think a lot of ways also presenting it like that, they're like, yeah, that totally felt good. So getting other people to start using the language too. Yeah. Well, that's another good point is that people have a different idea of what ego means. And if they're not talking from up level or from classical psychology, then they might think that you're saying that they're conceited or something like that. Sometimes ego is. <laughs> I never understood that explanation. I said, why is that bad? He's talking about the ego. And 
what's wrong with the ego? But yes, I understand it became a negative term. I don't think he even meant it to be a negative term. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's like egotistical. Oh, your ego is speaking. It's I'm sure that can happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's where we internalize the negative. It's my ego isn't speaking. It's like, yes, it is. You're speaking. Therefore, your ego is speaking. Your ego is a part of you that has voice. So here you go. I think the real word is egocentric. That would be a concern because if you're centering in the ego, then you're ignoring your other parts. And that's just a lack of quote unquote balance, which is not a term I like either because they don't have to all be evenly balanced at all times. I think that's ridiculous, but um, egocentric is probably better than egotistical. I also think there's, there's this idea that giving voice to the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories in our head is somehow bad and Mm. not giving in to, to that. It's not the truth, right? Mm. Oh, this is a story in your head. It's not the truth. It's okay, but it's still a story in your head. Right. Get it out. And embrace it. Own that shit. I'm so tired of people not owning stuff. And so that is a part that the ego gets to an up level ownership. Owning it is so huge because a lot of times people will, if you talk about the self, like self-esteem, self-development, self-assurance, like there are all these terms of the self that are great and even selfish. It's selfish is like egotistical in the sense, like in a way it sounds bad, like selfish. I'm just thinking of myself, but there's a good side of selfish. Think of anything where you felt completely indulged. You know what? I'm going to be selfish and I'm just going to take a bath or I'm going to go play tennis or I'm going to, whatever it is that lights you up. If you're thinking of yourself first, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but obviously you don't want to piss off other people while you're doing it. It's okay to advocate for yourself and think of yourself and be in the self and be comfortable with yourself. That is the most I've ever said the word self in like a paragraph, but it's, there are other people you need to consider the other selves and animals and so forth around you, but it's not necessarily a bad thing to be selfish. There's a friends episode where Joey tells Phoebe that she's selfish because she does charity and things like that and helps people and she's like what and he's like well it makes you feel good about you right you feel good when you do this she's like that's not selfish and so then you know the whole episode is her trying to prove that it's not selfish and finally at the end she's like yes I feel good about that and you know kind of the point was like and what's wrong with that wow that's deep defending the fact that you're doing something to make yourself feel good why does that need defense (laughs) because there are a lot of egos out there analyzing everything and judging and that's what happens Mm -hmm. okay so what was there anything in particular that sort of evolved over time for you like when you first heard the terms ego animal higher self that helped them to sink in or what would you recommend for people who are just learning about this people in our audience and i'm going to ask that question more pointedly because this episode is about ego animal higher self Scott was asking, what is it that you would do to help people realize when their ego or their animal is speaking? Because a lot of people will say, that's not my ego. No, that's facts. This is real. And so how did you start to identify who is speaking and how do you think other people could do that more easily without fighting it? Maybe something was resolved or I already knew the answer to this and I can say, you know what? I know that he got held up in traffic and that's why he was late. I understand that. It's like, I get it. I understand what actually happened. 
Mm -hmm. And I was like, but man, right now it's like I am locked in this idea that I'm being mistreated and that there's this pattern here of this. And my ego really wants to be like, they did that on purpose. He showed up late on purpose because he's trying to screw up my schedule and make a point. And when I started seeing those things, you know, where it was like one side of me, like I wanted to be indignant about something. Right. And then the other side's like, no, but you're cool. It's fine. You don't actually need to be indignant about this. It's like, I know, but I really want to be indignant about it. And that was when I realized like, yeah, that's my ego. If I just <laughs> want to be mad for the sake of being mad, and I want you to hear me being mad and rawr, listen to me scream and yell and roar and do all these things or just be pissy, whatever. Yeah, that's my ego. Did it take a lot for you to say that is my ego? I mean, did it take a few weeks, a few months, or were you right away able to say, yeah, I clearly know when my ego is speaking. I knew when my ego is speaking. For me, that part didn't take that long. The harder part was embracing that not only is this my ego, but my ego can be full of it. This is why I am right on all the things. And mm -hmm. that could take a bit because I had to learn how to let that go. I had to learn to be soothed and I had to learn how to let the higher self kick in. But I did start seeing things like with my husband. I started realizing with him that uh, I was expecting disappointment i essentially would set him up for disappointment and then i would get really mad and be like god you disappointed me look at you you failed me you know here's like big inflammatory words and then afterwards my higher self would come in and be like Psh. well of course he did you didn't give him any other option you created this in this way you know saying oh i guess you're not coming to whatever and it's like not when you put it like that as opposed to like communicating from a place of actual vulnerability. So I really started to be able to kind of see that and how that was also creating my world. Beautiful share, Lauren. Thank you. And the handoffs, I think, are interesting because on the one hand, you can simply identify this is this part speaking or this is what wants to come through from this part. But then the handoff of like, animal to ego. The animal kind of needs the ego as a mouthpiece, but what about from ego to higher self? What's the handoff there? And how do those work? Because I'm like you, I have a really hard time with the whole right, wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I know I'm I just had a discussion two days ago. I was like, I have you dead to rights. If we were in court, I would win this case. I know for sure that I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> I can document. I will download the text and forward it to you right now. I will send you screenshots. I have a transcript. I can send you facts from an encyclopedia that prove I am right. And then at some point I went, you know what? This is not what's important right now. And then I, I realized I was handing it off as, okay, ego, you can rest assured you were right, but you don't need to say it. Like you can just hand it off to higher self, let higher self take it from here because that will prevent a battle. Woo, mm -hmm. Scott, that's good. Oh my God, the handoff. <laughs> I think of the race and the Olympics and you handing off to the next. Yes, where does that handoff happen? Well, it can't happen in my view unless you know those voices and you've identified them. Otherwise, that's a lot of confusion. And people always walk around saying, I'm in confusion. I don't know what to do. I don't know what... It's because we don't even, you know, before up level, we don't have a way to really identify that process. And you're talking about the part of the process where ego hands it off to the higher self. That is the difference between war and peace on a real level, nationally, internationally. Where is the handoff, y'all? 
Yeah. I have the editing software that I use to edit this podcast has this thing where when I download it into the program, it actually creates a script. And in that script, I can assign speakers like, oh, Lauren was here, Kenya was here, Scott was here. And then it just puts it, it recognizes who the voices are and it will put that there. The problem is we don't have that in everyday talk. It would be so nice if we could just say, okay, who's speaking? This is who's speaking when this happens. And it's like a muscle. You really have to practice it to, to start to hear yourself and realize this is not just one voice. There are three different voices. And then you start to realize that you have a choice. A lot of times when people, like you said, just spew out their feelings, it seems like, oh, it's out of control. I couldn't possibly control this. Well, you can, and there's a way to do it. And this is what the way is. Yes. And it's an internal process and an external process. So like Lauren was saying, ego animal higher self, now you can convey who's speaking, but ego animal higher self. Now internally, when you hear your voice internally, it's not like, well, is that a gut feeling? What was that? Is that God? Is that the devil? Who is it? Because you practiced hearing and understanding and explaining to others who is speaking. So it organizes your whole thought process in my view. For me, like the higher self, it feels like a breath of fresh air or like that deep cleansing breath or like that aha moment. And I know for me, I often experience it almost without language. So I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she's a sign language interpreter. And I asked her, it's like, so do you think in sign language? I was curious about this because it's like when I've spoken Spanish, I've thought in Spanish and I think in English. And I, I was like, but do you think in sign language? And she said, yeah. And she said, but it's sign language accesses more the cloud brain, which is like the direct line. And I'm probably not saying this correctly, but it's like the direct thoughts, like the unfiltered language filters things and sign language bypasses that because it's not spoken, which reminded me of ego because ego is spoken. And a lot of times when my higher self is kicking in, I do experience it visually. It's like pictures, it's a feeling, it's an understanding. And then I interpret it with language. Beautiful. And that's similar to the animal because the animal has no language either. You know, these are parts where you feel it rather than hear a language of it. Ego is the only part of us with language. So that's how it runs the roost. <laughs> that's how it can become a big badass because it literally can not express what the higher self is saying. You've been in a scenario with your kids where you're yelling at your kid. You're, Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Da, da, da. And you hear a voice saying, just be patient with him. He's doing his best. But you hear it. You feel that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of times it can be hard to give those things that are without language more of a voice. And, you know, I learned that I really had to be very forthcoming with what my actual emotion was i am sad i am happy you know i would say oh i'm angry about this it's okay what's underneath anger oh okay fear in this case okay what's underneath the fear sadness what are you afraid of i'm afraid that my relationship with my husband is going to fall apart and i'm sad at the idea of not being in relationship with him mm -hmm. oh okay so what i'm really feeling is sad mm -hmm. and that would get me there so much faster, but also just kind of reiterated, like our ego doesn't know what it's saying. Sometimes it does, but a lot of times like, mm, here's an interpretation. On A lot of people say that we have to train the ego and really get the ego in check. And I feel like you can't do that again without identifying it. And 
when you're teaching it about the higher self and teaching it to express what the higher self is feeling, then now that's the training that we're looking for. I don't know another way to train the ego, to hear those voices and then teach it to allow either one, but just say who it is. And now that's a training for the ego. Is there any story that you can think of that sort of illustrates all three of them in action? Oh, I would love for you to take one thought for the listening audience, take it through of how your animal feels about it, how your ego feels about it, and how your higher self feels about it. I have one with, yeah, my husband, and this one was a fun one. He wasn't showing up for me, right? And I was really upset about this. And I vented to him. I was like, my needs aren't getting met. And you're doing these things to me. Look at how you're attacking me. But I'm already seeing as I'm venting how he's not, in fact, doing these things to me. How I just really wanted to be upset about it. And one of the things I asked him, I was like, I need you to just tell me, yup, I did that on purpose. I don't care about any of this. Doesn't matter to me at all. Your feelings don't matter. <laughs> because I realized I actually just needed to feel upset. And so once he did, I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I was like, great. I actually feel better. I got to be really mad about this. And then afterwards, it's like, all right, now I need you to reassure me that no, you didn't. And I already know that you didn't. And I just need to hear the words anyway. And he gave me the words. And so it was like this kind of quick turnaround right in the moment. I love that. Quick turnaround from animal all the way up through ego, through the higher self. So quick. And the, it sounds silly to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. This happens a lot with kids where the animal is clearly upset. And so what do we say? Okay, calm down. When has it ever worked? Okay, just relax. If I could just relax, would my animal be flaring up right now? <laughs> no, it doesn't. So sometimes your animal needs to be pissed and yeah. your animal needs to know like, okay, there's a way that we can do this. I'm not saying like, don't be pissed but let's figure out how we can do this in a way that actually soothes and is acceptable. Yeah, with my son, we have the quick turnaround typically. So, you know, if I see that he's really upset about something, usually a lot of it's not being heard or not getting his way. He got mad at me for making him clean his lizard tank and there's this little carpet in there and I made him clean it five times because he wasn't actually cleaning it and whoo did he get mad oh man he was so mad at me and once we were finally done cleaning it I was like oh you're mad and he's like yes right it's like okay I was like tell me about it and I got him to just unleash and just let me know about it and tell me how he thought the whole thing was unfair and why can't I help him and all of these things and then at the end of it because he's 10 I had to kind of anticipate like whatever his needs are with soothing him but I was able to do that it's like oh okay I promise you I'm not gonna make you clean something five times if it isn't dirty and this isn't me just trying to do this like I'm not attacking you it's like Larry the lizard needs to have a clean mat otherwise he could get sick and he's like yeah okay I get it. Like, it's fine. And then he went back to playing with his lizard in his video games and all was well with the world. <laughs> I'm glad you let him get that out. I think what I like about that story the most is that you're talking about setting a container for an animal about cleaning a container for an animal. <laughs> like, literally, you're talking about cleaning Larry's cage. Yeah, That's a container. He's an animal. So let's talk about this. It's such a perfect metaphor. It is. That's awesome. I hadn't thought about it like that. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming. You're so brave and powerful. 
as a woman, I admire you. I love your marriage. I love that you guys came to me for coaching because I got to meet you and your husband and your family is fantastic. Beautiful. It's been profound. So I'm deeply grateful. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It, it really was fun talking. Thank you for having me. My ego is very satisfied with our discussion. And my higher self is super peaceful at rest. <laughs> That's right. So Lauren came to me so that I could divorce-proof her marriage. And of course we succeeded because you hear what she has talked about. She can't even remember what she used to vent about when we first started, it's gone. And that that's really the power of Up Level. Did you enjoy talking to my client, Scott? <laughs> I did. You know, I think there are some very interesting parallels that I could see between just how she thinks of things and processes things. And I like that she's done the work. You know, I think there are a lot of times in psychology where it's just about, I'm just going to let you ramble aimlessly and just talk, 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 or I'm going to put a label on something. And that's not what we're about here. We have terms, but they're not just labels. A label is like you slap it on and then you walk away. This is not that. What's great about it is that I could get a sense of how she's actually applied these concepts to her life. Yes. And the life of her children, her metamors, as she mentioned, she's polyamorous. And so that takes a lot of communication because you have a lot of different partners. And so I love that dynamic for up level. It really helps in those situations. So yeah, she's done and done. And the funniest part about all of this is it unifies not only her family together, but it's unified she and I, and me and her husband and me and her metamors. It's like, we're building this huge, giant community of people who speak the up-level language. You know, it's so fun. I love it. There's something to that because that is language. Language is a living, breathing thing, but only if it's spoken. Mm -hmm. And so the more we use these terms and the more we speak it and share it with other people, that's why we're on this planet doing what we're doing. Unification, baby. So good. We'll bring more guests. I love that. I had a good time with Lauren today. All right, so we'll see you next Wednesday where we'll start diving into the Progressive Love Academy tenets. They are the foundation for the whole up-level system. So join us for that. And until then, remember, the purpose is growth. The benefit is love. Kenya K. Stevens is the co-author of the books Up-Level Communication and The Nine Expressions of Love, both of which you can find in print and online. Scott Tharler's articles and other podcast appearances are listed in his Linktree page, which you'll find linked to in the show notes. Speaking of which, The Benefit of Love is available for your listening pleasure on Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, and other platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the show and share it with anyone who you'd like to see have better, more peaceful and fulfilling relationships. The Benefit is Love is co-executive produced by Scott Tharler and Kenya Stevens, with original music by DJ D. Spence. Thank you to Sanu Stevens for all her help and expertise, and thanks to up-level coach Colin Safranik for his feedback and suggestions. This podcast, copyrighted 2022, is the intellectual property of Progressive Love Academy. All rights reserved. <laughs>